When you form a business, your goal should be to turn a profit, right? Well, here in Indianapolis, some local entrepreneurs are finding a way to make a buck while also making a difference in their community. They're doing that through a growing business market known as social entrepreneurship, which has found a welcoming home in central Indiana. On this episode of the Legal Impact Podcast, we chat with three local professionals who are studying social entrepreneurship here in the Circle City. everyone, I'm Olivia Covington, your host for the first episode of the Indiana Lawyer's new podcast, Legal Impact. On this episode, I'm chatting with two Taft Law attorneys, Russell Menhart and Stacia Beechler. I'm also chatting with Derek Feldman, who founded Achieve, an Indianapolis-based research and marketing agency. These three are on the front lines of developing the Indianapolis social entrepreneurship market, with Russell taking the lead. I came to TAF about four years ago, and one of the things I saw a significant amount of growth in, sort of nationally and globally, is what's often called social entrepreneurship. It was the idea that businesses are really focusing more on how to create innovative products that address social and environmental problems, and that these create both profitable and socially impactive businesses. And we realized that there are some special legal issues, and so we created this practice group to address that. And I was lucky to find some other really engaged and top flight lawyers here at the firm who also agree that this is a direction we should be moving in. One of those other attorneys was Stacia, who has partnered with Russell to build up Taft Law's socially responsible business and impact investing practice group, which is the first of its kind in Indiana. Though social entrepreneurship is an emerging business area, the attorneys say they believe in the important work these entrepreneurs are doing in the local community. That's why they formed their unique practice group, to guide social entrepreneurs through the complex legal process of establishing a socially responsible business. We also started thinking about how investment dollars can be used more beneficially. And so we sort of expanded the idea of assisting social entrepreneurs to also having a practice group that focuses on those venture capital funds, private equity groups, just any individual interested in making an impact with their investment dollars. So talk a little bit about the the special legal issues that you mentioned that come up in this line Mm -hmm. of work. It, It is very much a new and evolving field. It involves new legal entities. For example, I worked on helping to get some legislation passed here a couple years ago, something called benefit corporation legislation, which is a new corporate form that is specifically designed for companies that want to have an explicit mandate to their board and to their senior officers to focus on a broader stakeholder community. Maximizing returns for shareholders is absolutely a critical focus, but some of these entrepreneurs want their board of directors to have a mandate to focus on the community, employees, um, the local and global environment. But there was just one problem the Taft attorneys had to overcome at the outset of their work. They needed to find out who their potential clients might be. That's where Derek Feldman came in. Russell approached Derek and Achieve to ask for help in studying what Taft believed was an emerging but still undefined social entrepreneurship market. These kinds of studies are Achieve's bread and butter. Feldman's company has built its business model on promoting the common good. In our conversations, he, he kind of said over time, you know, I'm really interested in the impact investing side, and in particular, helping not only just the impact investing side, which is half of that equation, but also the social entrepreneurship side. So looking at the different sides of structures to do good, have an impact in some way. Therefore, it's 
taking in all of our structures, and quite honestly, the non-C3 is a legal structure that has legal requirements. And, and, and you know, partially the B Corp movement is, well, how can you have a for-profit entity? How can we start to recognize those for-profits for wanting to do more than just profit-making sure. and for its shareholders and stakeholders as well? So we started talking with Derek and the idea to have achieved, complete this research to figure out who's out there, what are they doing, and what resources do they need to really create this sense of community and a hub here in central Indiana? So it's a jumping off point. See what's out there, see what needs to be done, and try to use this to gather individuals together who are also interested in forming this community so we can come up with that next step. But why Indianapolis? What is it about this city that made Russell and Stacia so sure the study would uncover social entrepreneurs who needed their help? Well, according to multiple national studies, the Circle City consistently ranks as one of the most charitable places in the United States. So, our trio says it just makes sense that local business leaders would carry that philosophy into their work. We have a population that tends to give. The other thing is, is that we have a population that tends to serve. And then, in addition to that, we also have projects that have brought people together in sort of the four sort of pathways that we see to social change. And those include individuals, the public, and I mean that from the government standpoint, the third one being the, the, the philanthropic institutional side of this, as well as the corporate side. And each one of those are different levers and knobs that you use at any given time, sometimes higher or lower. That. And what's really exciting is that, that you not only have those initiatives that are utilized in the four dials that I mentioned, but you also have an infrastructure of teaching and learning on the academic and informal side that brings that to happen. So, Derek and his team set out to find out whether Taft's suspicions about the city were true. They surveyed nonprofits, larger corporations, and even startups to determine whether they defined themselves as social entrepreneurs. But when the results came in, the Achieved staff was a little surprised at what they found. While many of the survey respondents were doing work that could fit into the social entrepreneurship definition, they weren't completely sure if they actually qualified as social entrepreneurs. That revealed an important insight. Right now, the local social entrepreneurship market is loose and very undefined. So what we discovered in this early exploratory sort of, of research piece that we have in this first phase is there's confusion. But then in addition to that would be there is a need by them to have a formal network. And that was really the startup where we have. These are individuals that want to create for-profit, all different style of entities embedding social social benefit and social impact into it, right? So this is a great opportunity to help these individuals who might have a deep desire to do good, but may not understand how to work in and around the legal ramifications of that as well. So the next step now seems obvious to Derek and the Taft attorneys. They need to help local businesses understand what social entrepreneurship is and whether they belong in that category. Derek says he's already received numerous emails from entrepreneurs who think they qualify, so he's been asking them to put their information onto Achieve's website. The online directory will hopefully foster a sense of community within the social entrepreneurship market, but Taft is also trying to make sure the right groups are part of that community. Were there any trends in terms of the issues the people who did respond were looking to address? Yeah, I, I mean, there were things like a lot of employment and wage pieces. And, and they may not say employment and wages are a thing, 
But when you dissect it, it's, okay, well, this is going to be a reinstitutionalization piece. That's an employment scenario. The other part of that is, is that there are some that are saying, well, you know, we want to impact the way in which agriculture or farming is done, and that the reason we're doing that is to, to elevate for the benefit of the individual who is the consumption side of it. One of the conversations that's ongoing and that we're trying to dig into with folks is how this is perhaps different than conventional CSR, corporate social responsibility. It's an incredibly valuable thing to the community, but the, their product of producing itself is not necessarily focused on having a social impact or environmental impact. Right now, the main goal is to foster a social entrepreneurship network here in Indianapolis. As that network grows, Derek says the definition of a social entrepreneur should become more clear. That will make it easier for investors to identify investment opportunities, which is where Taft can come in. So I think the exciting part of this is getting people to come out of the woodwork. The other part is, is beginning to track their progress over time and to see the issues that they're dealing with. I also think that it will be a great opportunity to bring those to the forefront as investment opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that if we can help play a role in that, that's fantastic. And you know, still natural investing environments need to determine whether or not those are proper investments. I think that's something that the legal community can help them with. You know, uh, I also think that there are other resources in the city that once these individuals are identified as working on things or entities are created, that, um, which I suspect will happen, is that the community will rally around them. So where do you go from here? We are asking ourselves that every day because that's part of the joy of this, actually. It's really exciting to go in, into something new, right? We know we want to build perhaps some institutions such as an impact investment fund or an accelerator. We want to work, increase our stable clients who are excited about social impact as part of their mission. And we're continuing to educate about sort of this new world. You can probably tell we're, we're passionate about this, and so, you know, not only does it benefit the firm and benefits our practice area, we like building community. We have the opportunity to help, you know, build a community from the ground up and to find these resources for these kinds of businesses and, you know, help them obtain funding, and that's something that we personally believe in or are really passionate about. Clearly, there's much more work still to be done before the local social entrepreneurship market is firmly established. Derek says Achieve plans to conduct a follow-up study in the next three to six months, and hopefully those results will serve as a blueprint for where Achieve and Taft should focus their efforts next. That's something we'll be watching for here at The Indiana Lawyer, so we'll keep you posted. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of the Legal Impact Podcast. We hope you'll tune in for another new episode next month. I'm Olivia Covington. Thanks for listening.